Welcome to podcast number 161 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. In the series, we're dealing with financial prosperity. In past podcasts, we've talked about prosperity in all areas of our life, in relationships, in careers, and jobs, and church. But this particular series is dealing with the financial blessings that God wants to place upon his people. So I believe we need to pray and ask for God's direction. I believe this is going to be, once again, something that the Lord is going to use to bless you and to help you to achieve the goals that you have in your life. So let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance. Father, I thank you that I can come directly to you and you tell me if we have not then we should ask as it says in the word of God that if we have not because many times we ask not so father I ask now that the Holy Spirit would come in and take charge of this particular podcast I pray that you would bless it and anoint it and I ask that Lord that you would speak into the hearts of those who are listening in today that they would receive something very special from you Lord have spent a lot of time preparing and putting this together because I believe there's a certain amount of due diligence that I must have when I prepare a podcast but Lord it's of no value without your anointing. So I now surrender totally from what I have that you will use it in the way that you guide us and direct us. And I believe, Lord, the results will be wonderful for your people because it'll be led by your spirit. I thank you for it now in advance and give you all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's get started with a wonderful word of God that we find in Psalm 118 and verse 25. Matter of fact, I might go back a couple verses and let's look at what it says here in the book of Psalms, Psalm number 118 in the New Living Translation, starting at verse 23. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Then it says, bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. You see, that just tells us that God wants us to be blessed and that we should thank him and ask him to receive success in all that we do. And that's why I named the title of this particular podcast, How to Experience True Financial Success. But let's just get right into this and and I'm excited about bringing it to you. This podcast for financial success must be based on the Word of God. Every example of true financial success we read about was blessed by the Lord. The truth is found throughout the Word of God. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 31 and verse 20. When we read that, we'll be seeing how God blessed King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah wanted religious reforms to take place in his nation. So he set up programs to bless the people. He prepared plans to be able to distribute blessings to all the people in his kingdom. And we read in 2 Chronicles chapter 31 and verse number 20. And it says this, In this way, King Hezekiah handled the distribution throughout all Judah, doing what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. In all that he did in the service of the temple of God and in his efforts to follow God's laws and commands, Hezekiah sought his God wholeheartedly. As a result, he was very successful. Now we see something here and that is that God wants us to be faithful to him so that that we then will receive the fulfillment of his plan to bless us and help us to be successful in every single area of our life. And I believe that applies to the area of our finances. Through our reading, we can see that the people of Israel were being blessed and prosperity was flowing throughout everyone in the nation. Success came from the generosity of the Israelites who brought forth an abundance of wealth to the temple of the Lord. Their generosity created an abundance in crops, 
livestock, and wealth. It's interesting that as you read it, you can see that the more they gave, the more they received. The more they blessed others, the more God blessed them. So there was a wonderful pattern of generosity and success and financial blessing that just flowed from one family to the next family throughout the entire kingdom. Now what we learn from King Hezekiah, and that is that the generosity of the people of Israel can be applied to us today. One of the keys to experiencing true financial success is to establish a pattern of generosity in our life. We must be generous in giving of our talents, our love, our kindness, and our finances to the church and to others. Now, you may be wondering, what do I mean when I refer to true financial success or true financial riches? Let me kind of put it this way. True riches are not comprised just of material things. The scripture calls riches things that bless others. See, true riches, I believe, are the glorious riches that God gives us through Christ Jesus. And it comes to us giving of what we have, gifts from God that we share with other people. Let's say we have true riches in our relationships and we're a person who likes to build relationships. We should share that riches to other people. Let's say that we have true talents or great abilities. We should share those. Those are the riches of God that we're sharing with other people. But true riches can also apply to the financial blessings that the Lord gives us. He blesses us with finances and we then can turn around and bless others with that by blessing his church, by blessing other people who are less fortunate. And so that's what I mean when I'm talking about truth because true riches can only come from God. We can have true riches only through relationships and what we do with the blessings that come from God. Now I believe if we are right in managing our finances, then God will bring us to the true riches of an abundant life. May not always be money, but there will be abundant true riches that he will pour forth on his people. This refers to more than money, but financial blessings are part of true financial success. Now, in the first part of this podcast, I wanted to establish a foundation of true prosperity from God. Now I want to give you what I will call the steps we must take to experience true financial success. They will be based upon the word of God. Let's look at a verse in the Old Testament under Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 8. It's in the New Living Translation. It says here, study this book of instruction continually. Now, often you'll hear me refer to the Bible as a book of instructions. Well, found it right here, and that's what I would like to call it. Meditate on it. It says the book of instructions. Meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. So I guess we need to set up a foundation of God's word to understand how we can be blessed to receive the true financial blessings and success that God wants to provide for us. I guess I have to call that step number one. If we're going to give you a number of steps, let's make that the first step. Now, step number two is found in Philippians chapter four and verse eight. And so let me read that to you first. In order to achieve what I call true financial success from the Lord, we must follow the instructions we find in Philippians chapter four and verse eight. It says here in the New Living Translation, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You see, God wants 
wants our thought process to be right. You know, in order for us to experience true financial success from God, we must be honest people. We must be people of integrity. We must be people who avoid greed and jealousy and a lust for money. You see, if we have any of those things in our mind and in our heart, we cannot really receive the true blessings of the Lord in our finances. Let's take one at a time. Being honest in all that we do. If you go to a store and you purchase something and they give you too much change back. I know not everyone uses cash anymore. I know I don't very much, but let's say you give them a $20 bill and they give you change back and it's more than you should have received. Do you go back to them and give them back the portion that they overpaid you? I believe that we should because that's one test of whether we're going to be honest. You see, if we're not honest with a $20 bill, how can God trust us with the true riches that he wants to pour upon us? Now, we need to have integrity. We need to be people who then are people of character. They are honorable people that when they give their word, they stand behind their word. If you tell someone that you're going to do something for them, then you need to follow through with that and get it done. Now, if you get sick or you have a problem, you can call them and say, can I do that later? Can I help you with that situation later? But be a person of of integrity because God blesses people of integrity and high character. Another thing we need to avoid in order to receive the true riches from God is to avoid greed. Greed is one of the most devastating things that can happen to people. There have been movies made about it. There's been books written about greed because greed has destroyed so many lives, especially when it comes to the area of making money. Many times people will hang on to something and keep it for themselves because they want somebody to buy it from them, but they want this huge price or they want to kind of gouge somebody to to purchase something from them that's not worth what it's worth. That's called greed. It's asking for more than what something is worth. And when we do that, We destroyed our integrity. We're not being honest and God can't bless us. Another thing we should avoid is jealousy. We should never be jealous of what other people have. If your neighbor across the street has a nicer car than you have, then be thankful for them. You don't know if they own it. You don't know if they have big payments. You don't know if they have a problem spiritually and they've got to drive a a fancy car and make make you look bad. But it really doesn't matter how they think about it. It matters how we think about it. So we must not be jealous of another person's possession. And then finally, one of the things I believe we need to protect ourselves from is the lust of money or the love of money. The Bible tells us that the love of money brings all kinds of evils in our life. And I've seen that happen many, many times. I've seen dear friends, people that were just really good friends together, have a financial conflict and they would never speak to each other again. So there's a danger in that. If we have any of these things, I want to repeat them very quickly. If we have any of these things in our life, we need to remove them and ask God to remove them from our mind and our thoughts and from our heart. We need to remove anything that's not honest, remove anything that doesn't have integrity, anything that is has greed in it, any thoughts that are jealous, and any desires or a lust for money. So that's step number two. Let's move on now to step number three. I want you to think about how our life affects other people. I'm going to read in Philippians chapter two and verse number three. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Remember, step number three talks about think of how our life affects others. All right, listen to what Paul wrote to the church in Philippi in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 3. Don't be selfish. Boy, I'll tell you right there, we could stop right there and I could probably do a podcast just on that because we are born to be selfish. I know as a young man, I was a very selfish young man. As a little boy, three, four, five, six, seven years old, I wanted everything for myself. I didn't really care if other people got things. I was the kind of person who wanted to 
get my share, whether anybody else got their share or not. And that was wrong, and I had to be delivered from it, and thankfully I was. Well, I only read the first three words in that scripture, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. After it says, don't be selfish, it says, don't try to impress others. I'll tell you, God cannot bless people who are being selfish and self-centered and want to feel more important or look more important than other people. We're supposed to think of others as being more important than we are. It goes on to say, be humble. Thinking, listen to this, thinking of others as better than yourselves. And it says in verse 4, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Then it says in verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Now, that sets the standard high, but that's what we need to achieve. We need to understand that God cannot bless us with true financial success if we have a problem with being selfish or we try to impress other people. We've got to be humble. We've got to think of others as being better than ourselves. And we need to be sure that we look out for other people's interest equally to our interest. Matter of fact, I think even think of others, it says here, as more important. Their interests should be more important than ours. That may not be easy, but it's something I believe that we should strive for in order to receive the true financial success that we desire. Now, step number four. This is a very important one because it's something that people struggle with a lot to avoid financial conflict is crucial. And in Romans chapter 12 and verse 18, it says this, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. You know, the Lord wants us to avoid all types of financial conflict. Another passage I think that's important, it relates to this area of avoiding conflict. It's found in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22, where it says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. There's no sorrow with gaining financially. So therefore, we've got to remember that conflict in finances is really a violation of God's word, that we need to love others. We need to think of them. We talked about this in step three as being more important than we are. And now step four tells us to avoid financial conflict and then Romans tells us to be at peace with others. So let's do everything that we can to avoid financial conflict and I know the Lord will bless us. Step number five, settle disputes quickly. Let me give you a scripture on that. In Matthew chapter five and verse number 25, and this is found in the New Living Translation, Jesus is speaking these words, when you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. It says otherwise your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you'll be thrown into prison. Now what he's saying is that it'll only get worse and worse and worse. Jesus is warning us that if we're having a dispute with someone, we need to sell it quickly because it tends to build, it tends to multiply. Let me give you an example of that. When I was a pastor, Years ago, when I first became a pastor, a man in our church came to me. He says, I'm having a real major financial dispute with a, with a friend of mine. And he says, I'd like to know what I ought to do. Well, they had been fighting with this guy in court and out of court for something like 20 years. It just went on and on and on. And they'd have a temporary calm down to it and withdraw, but then they'd be back in court again. And I told him, I said, well, what's the dispute? And he says, well, he says, I owe him some money. And I tell him I don't. And it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Now, he's accusing me of other things. And I'm accusing him of other things and it's just been building and building and building. See what Jesus said? Get out of court quickly because if you don't, it's going to continue to grow and get worse and worse and worse. So I told the guy, well, go ahead and tell him you're going to go ahead and pay him whatever you owe him and you want to get this settled and get over it quickly. And he said, you're kidding me. You want me to actually give him what I've been fighting him for for the last number of years? And I said, yeah, just tell him that. He said, well, 
I'll think about it. So he left the office. I didn't think he'd ever do it. And then a couple months later, he came back into the office. He said, Pastor, I want to report to you what happened. He said, when you gave me that advice, I thought it was terrible advice and I didn't want to do it. But I think the Holy Spirit told me that's the way to get rid of this problem. Settle the dispute quickly. Get it done with. So I told the guy, hey, don't worry about it. You don't owe me the money anymore. Let's just forget about it and let's go back to just being friends. The guy looked at him and started laughing. And the guy, the guy that I talked to said, well, that he told him, he says, well, you've got to be kidding me. Now you're making fun of me because I told you that you can have what you want. He said, no, no, you don't understand. All I was looking for you to do is to admit that you were wrong. You don't owe me any money. Let's just drop it and let's just move on with our life. Now think about that. All the time, all the effort, all the money, all the attorney fees that were paid because two men, Christian men, would not get together and settle a dispute quickly. We want to see God's blessing in our finances to have true financial success. We need to learn how to settle disputes quickly. Step number six. Now, this is just a pretty simple one, and that is learn how to define what success in life is. Now, I believe success is how we walk with our God. That's the greatest success we can have after salvation is to how, understand that is, how we walk with God. When we learn how to walk with God, we will be successful in every area of our life. Most importantly, we'll be successful in serving God because that is our goal and our desire. So I don't think I need to give you a scripture for that. I think it's pretty basic, pretty easy to understand. To define success in life is just simply one thing, and that means how to walk with God. So apply that to your life in every area of your life. And when in this topic, we're talking about money. So apply that to money and search and see what the scriptures say, how God will be pleased with the way that you handle your finances. Step number seven now. True financial success is having a plan based on God's word. In Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 10, it gives us some very helpful words. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. But I, the Lord, God speaking to Jeremiah, says, search all hearts. He says, I search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a lesson all on its own. That could be a podcast right there to understand what God's saying there. He's saying, but I, the Lord, search the hearts. See, God's going to examine our hearts to know if our heart is right according to our motives on how we want to achieve financial success. And examine, he says, secret motives. He says, I give all people their due rewards. So God's going to bless us. However, it's according to what their actions deserve. So the actions that we take, whether we care for others, where we think of others, whether we, this is kind of a summary of all the things we've talked about. In order to understand what God's talking about His here, he's saying according to what their actions deserve, what he's saying is settle disputes quickly and avoid financial conflict and learn how to treat others as being more important than yourself and divine learn how to define success in life. It must be to walk with me. So all these things kind of summarize the steps that God wants us to take in order for him to be able to give us true financial success. So I hope that's helpful to you. Now, let me make a statement that I think is important in understanding this whole concept of true financial success. Financial success is not necessarily having more money than the next person. Matter of fact, I don't think it has anything to do with having more money than the next person. The amount of money that someone else has basically shouldn't be any of our business anyways. We shouldn't be concerned 
about it. We shouldn't think about it. We shouldn't worry about it. We shouldn't be jealous of it. We should just simply let them handle their finances the way they handle them and that we should handle them the way God intends us to handle them. Now, I had a customer once who was just, all he wanted to talk about was how rich he was. Now, I was probably in my early 30s and I got to know this guy. He was an attorney and he was always bragging about how wealthy he was. And so one day we went out to lunch and he told me that he's worth $5 million. And I said, well, that's wonderful. He didn't want to borrow any money. He just wanted to tell me how rich he was. And I thought, well, he's not a Christian, so maybe I can just share my faith with him a little bit. And I shared my faith and tried to get him to understand what I believe in. And he said, well, that's nice. And then he said, but let's uh, let's get together again later. So a couple weeks later, he calls me up. We go out to lunch again. He says, I just want to let you know, I've made a big deal. I'm now worth $10 million. I said, well, that's great. But the important thing is to have a right relationship with God. Well, I couldn't get through to him there. And so then finally, he stopped having lunches with me because he didn't want me to witness to him. But then he would just call me up and tell me where he was financially. And his goal was to be worth $100 million someday. Well, as time passed, a few months went by and he was worth then 30 or 40 million. It went up to 50 or 60 million. And I'm sure over a certain period of time, he attained the wealth that he wanted. But I looked back on his life. The richer he got, the poorer he became in his relationship with God, with his family, with his children, and with others that he worked with. He became a very domineering type person. He probably made his goal of $100 million, but the cost of his achievement, of his financial goal, the prosperity he talked about, caused him to focus too much on money and not enough on his marriage. He lost it, or his health, it declined, and his family, they all left left him, and he suffered greatly. Very sad. I don't want to end this podcast on a sad note, but I think it was it's important for people to understand that financial success is not always, not necessarily, and usually not about people having more money than the other person. Financial success is important in the fact that we must learn how to use it right. When we get blessed of the Lord, we've got to be faithful to bless others with it. We can't just keep it and hoard it and let it stack up. God's not going to be pleased with that. And I believe he'll turn off the spigot of financial blessings if we do not handle it properly. But some might say, well, then what about the evil people who seem to make more money and get richer and richer? Well, their focus is on from another source and they're, they think that they're getting blessed because there's something good that they did. But in reality, they're not serving God. They're denying God. They've turned their back on God. So their source of finances, quite frankly, are certainly not from our Heavenly Father. So I'm just going to leave it at that and move on because I want you to understand it's so important that this talk on finances is to help Help us grow and get closer to God and learn how to walk with God. So therefore, when we need him to bless us, he's going to be ready. Remember what I just said in Jeremiah just a minute ago? He says, it says, I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Well, I like that scripture and I want my actions to deserve the blessings of the Lord. And I know that you feel the same way as I do. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast. Now, let me give you another scripture, a couple of them that are very important to me when it comes to understanding how God wants to bless us. One's found in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 9, and it says here, the life of the godly is full of light and joy, but the light of the wicked will be snuffed out. All right, that's a hard scripture, but it's telling us that our life is a reflection of God's blessing. And so when God blesses us, we should be full of light and joy, and we should always form any form of darkness. 
when it comes to our finances. Let's now go to Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 4. This is an important one. It's pretty practical, but it's one that'll tell us how we can be blessed financially. It says here in Proverbs 13 verse 4, New Living Translation, lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. There's really no substitution to gain anything in our life unless we are in agreement to work hard for it. Things don't just come easy to everyone. Now, some people say, oh yeah, it comes easy to that person. Well, maybe it's a more natural talent that maybe certain people have, but for most of us, we have to work hard for what we get. And God's word is filled with examples of him rewarding people who work hard. And that's how he'll help prosper us in the area of our finances. There's something that people have said to me occasionally that I find it kind of interesting. They'll look at me and they'll say, well, you're blessed financially because you're just lucky. And I always get a kick out of it, so I usually respond with this statement to them. Now listen to it very carefully. Yeah, it seems like the harder I work, the luckier I get. What I'm saying is that I'm not lucky at all. Besides, Christians are not lucky. And if you use the word lucky at all in your walk with God, you need to get rid of that word because Christians are blessed. And God blesses those that he loves and he blesses those who work hard and put effort out. And so don't be robbed of God's blessing by giving luck the credit for a blessing coming into your life. Here's another proverb. I love proverbs when I get into talking about finances a lot of times. Here's Proverbs chapter 21 and verse number five. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. I've used that a lot in preaching and teaching and counseling and in these podcasts because I'm a big believer in that. God wants us to plan well, to work hard, and that will lead, it says, to prosperity. But those who do hasty decisions or hasty shortcuts, it leads to poverty. So don't be a person who allows your decisions to be made on hasty decisions. Plan them out, work them out, and seek God and pray and get instructions and getting counsel and getting guidance and you will then make the right decision and you'll set a good plan. And when you set a good plan, work hard at it and the word of God tells us that he's going to prosper us. It may be in the area of our health. It may be in the area of our relationships. It may be in the area of our finances. Whatever it might be, God will honor his word and he will bless those who set a plan, work hard, and avoid hasty speculation. I am going to close this teaching out today with a couple of scriptures I think that are just really important to understand how God wants to bless us and what he wants to us avoid. And it's one of them is found in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. And it says here, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So remember, we should never lust our love for money because our love should be for God, who is the supplier of every good and perfect gift that we'll ever need in our life. And here's another familiar scripture dealing with understanding how we should look at money. It's found in the teachings of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 24. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. It's important we understand we've got to serve God first. God wants us to have finances. He wants us to have money, but he doesn't want us to be a servant to money and allow money to run our life. He wants to run our life. Money can only destroy our life. We can't serve two. We've got to choose God first and wait for him to bless us, right? So I hope you receive that and I hope you receive it in the way that it was intended and that is to help you to be blessed and receive the fullness and blessings of God. Let me just pray for you. I hope that you received this message today. I hope it was a blessing to you. Let me just pray for you as we close it out. Father, thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring a lesson like this, a teaching like this to people who are listening and tuning in. I thank you 
you, Lord, for the literally tens of thousands of people, Lord, who've listened to these podcasts. I'm so thankful for it, God. And I just pray that those that are listening in right now would receive a blessing, a financial blessing, Lord, and they would place their priorities in the right perspective according to what the Word of God establishes and ordains for us to be blessed. I thank you for it now, and I pray that you'll pour out a blessing on them, Father, that they won't even be able to contain. It'll be more than they've ever imagined or thought possible. I thank you for that in advance, and I'll be careful for you to give you all the praise now, Lord, and all the honor and glory for what you've done and for what you're going to do in the finances of those who are listening in. For ask these things now, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, as I close up, I'd like to just encourage you, that if you'd like to, you could turn to my webpage. If you want to hear more of the teachings on finances and generosity and prosperity and faith and many topics that we talk about, I'd like you to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll find a link on there to the podcast that I've taught. Now, this is the 161st podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, there's a list of podcasts there. All of them are there dealing with Holy Spirit, dealing with the gifts of the Spirit, the power gifts, talking about prosperity and faith, and just things I hope that'll bless you because Quality Christian Living Podcast is designed to help you in every area of your walk with God that we can live a prosperous, abundant life through our relationship with Jesus Christ and our understanding of His Word. In addition to that, when you get to my webpage, you'll be able to see a list of books that I've written. I want to reference one in particular today, and it's entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. It's a book with a step-by-step program to help you understand how to get out of debt. And I think that's a goal that we should all have one day to be completely debt-free. So you may find that interesting. If so, you can get that as you go through my webpage. In addition to that, there are soon to be coming monthly articles where I'll give you tips for the day, I'll call it, or tips for the month that'll help you live a quality Christian life. Tips on finances, tips on faith, tips on the Holy Spirit, and how to experience uh, joy in your life and various topics like that. So I'm looking forward to putting those together and they should be coming out very shortly. In addition to that, if you're interested in my podcast, you can subscribe to them on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. I'll repeat that cpnshows.com. I want to thank you so much for listening in today to this podcast, and I pray that it will continue to bless you as you tune in. We're going to continue our series in the area of financial prosperity. My next podcast is entitled Steps to Prosperity or Poverty. That's kind of an interesting title, and it's based upon what I was talking about earlier, and that has to do with understanding what God has planned for us to prosper and to avoid those things that can cause us to experience poverty in our life. So you might want to let your neighbors know we're dealing with the areas that I believe will help and benefit them. So with that, I'm going to close with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So may God richly bless you and I pray an abundance of blessing on your life. Thank you for listening in. Look forward to seeing you next podcast.